Welcome to Mind Body Soul Radio, broadcasting from New York City with Mind Body Soul Yoga Studio founder and mystic mama, Alyssa Snow. Awakening, healing, yoga. We're getting real and we're getting gritty because, as they say, no mud, no lotus. And now your host, Alyssa Snow. Hey everybody, it's Alyssa Snow here with another episode of Mind Body Soul Radio. So happy to be here again. I've got I've got something really groovy to talk about, but let's tune in first together so we're all on the same wavelength, if you will. Wherever you are, close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. I honor the father, the intellect, the healthy problem-solving psychological mind. I honor my father, all fathers before him and all fathers now. I honor those qualities within him and me and all. I honor the mother, the nurturing, unconditional love of a full heart. I honor my mother, all mothers before her and all mothers now. I honor those qualities within her and me and all. I honor the teacher and the carriers of knowledge that become wisdom, teachers that come in all forms and all situations. I honor them. I honor the teacher and the wisdom within me and all around me. Life is a teacher and I am its student. I honor God and the loving energy of intentional creation. I honor creation in its natural time. I honor the creation of myself and life all around me. I honor creation as an expression of love. I invite God, the Holy Spirit, my guides, my angels, my power animals, my ancestors, all living beings of the light to be with me in my life, to be with me in my day, to be with us together in this podcast as you listen, as I speak. Please infuse our minds and our hearts with the lights of our souls so we may know to surrender and not control. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So the other day, After my yoga class, I was doing a little, I don't know, a little talk. Liz named it After Asana with Alyssa. And we came up with a couple of topics. And we went out and bought some hummus and pita chips because what's a groovy yoga talk without hummus? And we've been talking about lots of things. But we started to talk about intuition last Friday when one of my students asked me, how do you know? that the voice inside of your head is your intuition. And, you know, this is such a phenomenal question because it's one that I really struggled with for for a long time. I didn't know how to access my intuition or I guess more accurately, I didn't know what my intuition was trying to say to me. And so... What will happen, what happened is, you know, the intuition, what is that? So first, let's sort of define it, if you will. For me, and all I can do is define things for you uh, from my own wisdom and from my own experience. And for me, my intuition is, 
is this aspect of myself that is infinite. This aspect of me that is beyond my body, that is beyond Alyssa, beyond my thinking mind. It's my soul. And my soul has all of the information there is to have about anything and anyone at any time. And I've begun to think of God as not this outside entity that yields power over us, but rather this conscious living matrix of love that is all around us. And we are within it. We are within this matrix. And I have begun to see, well, that's maybe the wrong word. I've begun to understand that my brain, if you will, or my mind, acts a little bit like a filter. And when my mind is busy with thinking, with planning, with doing, with distractions, this filter's rather thick, right? It gets muddy. And imagine, imagine like a, a colander, right? And we, a dirty colander, you can't get the water out, right? It's all backed up. There's no, it doesn't, doesn't drain. You can't get anything through. But when this filter is clear, lots come through. And what if our minds or our brains was essentially a filter for God energy or source energy? And the clearer the filter, the more access we have to that energy, to that information, to that light, however it is you wish to see it. And so... When I was younger, in my 20s, maybe even my early 30s, my, as my spiritual practice was, was beginning in my 20s, early 20s, and I was beginning to test the waters of yoga, test the waters of meditation, I was beginning to understand the idea of the present moment and the practice of observing my thinking or detaching from my thinking. I began to become aware of these sensations in my body. They weren't necessarily pleasant sensations, but they were sensations my body was trying to speak to me. And this used to happen actually in my relationships with men where perhaps I was learning how to be my authentic self, unapologetically me, whatever that meant at that time, in relationships. Really hard. I had a difficult time with this for a long time. And I would choose men that were very, very difficult to please. And perhaps I was playing out a pattern because my dad, while awesome, felt a little difficult to please as a child. 
And so I was sort of recreating that pattern of choosing men that were difficult or were not as affirming of me, if you will. And so my belly would hurt. My stomach would hurt. And my stomach, I, I tell you, I went to like every psychic, every energy healer, every, every healer I could possibly think of because the stomach pain was so loud. And I didn't understand what it was. I understood that something was wrong or something was off. But my mind was so busy with story. I was so immersed that the whisper of my intuition couldn't break through. And so my intuition began to speak with me through physical sensation in my body. In this case, a bellyache, a nervous belly is the best description I would have for it. And little by little, relationship by relationship, I started to become more aware that when my belly hurt to pay attention, something was off. Now, the, the thing is, the bellyache didn't tell me what was off. <laughs> Just said that something was off. And so I, I, I kept making the same choices here because I wasn't clear on what was happening. And so I would continue to choose men or form relationships with men that took my power away a bit. And you know, when we act the opposite of what our intuition suggests, because, hey, our intuition is just making suggestions. We have free will, right? And oftentimes we, we know in our bodies, we know the right move, but our desires lead us to act in another way. And so even though in my body, my belly was hurting, Every cell in my body was saying, yeah, you know, not the right relationship for you. I was lonely. I wanted to have a boyfriend or a relationship. Everyone else did. <laughs> I was young. And so I would make the choice that it was better, even if the relationship was wrong or uncomfortable or not the right one. I was going to do that anyway. I was going to do that anyway. Even though my body was speaking in such a loud way, I sort of pretended that I didn't understand what it was saying, I think, in hindsight. Because I knew. I think on some level I knew. But I decided to go for the, the ride anyway. And in hindsight, I'm, I'm, I'm rather glad I did because I learned so much. Those relationships were, most of them, ultimately kind of painful. But I learned a lot about myself and about what that actually means to step into my power. Women say this often. I want to step into my power. What does that mean? And I think what that ultimately means is to 
hear your intuition and heed your intuition and listen. And so, you know, ultimately, I did keep making those same choices, choosing choosing relationships that were unhealthy, that made me feel bad about myself, that propelled me into depression, anxiety, addiction. And <laughs> intuition will let you know First with a little whisper or a bellyache, you know. And then maybe a little tap on the shoulder. And then maybe a little nudge, a little push. And this is circumstances, right? And then ultimately, your intuition is going to throw a brick on you. It's going to knock you out with stop making this choice. And ultimately, I learned that lesson with a, a man I call Rick the Brick. <laughs> Because he was, he was the final lesson of this pattern. And that relationship was so painful. And he was, he was, and he wasn't a bad guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy to someone else. But, but for me, in that time frame, he, he was abusive. He was mean. And he stripped me bare of myself. And made me wonder why I allowed that to happen. Why did I hide my authenticity, my beauty, my light? Why did I try to become someone else? And so when I unraveled myself from that experience, I decided to stay single for a couple of years. Because I, I was really rattled by it and wanting to understand why well, I kept making the same choice over and over again. By the way, my belly hurt nonstop. Every time I, he was in front of me, my belly was screaming. And so I needed to pull back. Pull back from dating. Pull back from desiring to get married or have a relationship or have children, whatever it is that was pulling me towards this relate these relationships, right? The promise of that prize, if you will. And I once again got really, really deeply immersed in my yoga practice, in my shamanic practices, in my meditation practice. And I began to understand what my body was telling me. My body was simply saying, no, not this direction. It wasn't telling me what direction, <laughs> but it was just saying, no, not this one, honey. Don't go this way. And so as I began to learn how to quiet my mind and clear this filter, if you will, of my mind. My intuition became much more obvious in terms of not just what not to do, but what to do. 
And this intuition, when our minds are quiet, comes in a whisper, comes in a nudge, and more often than not comes in just a simple knowing. Knowing which choice to make, what the right answer is for us, what the right path is. And the more we cultivate this ability to clear the filter of our minds, the more access we have to this information, this intuition, our higher self, if you will. And once we're able to access this, then I I believe the next step is to trust it. Because we still have our desires. We still have our wants. We still have our expectations about things. And those are strong. There's no denying the pull of desire. And our minds get involved. And when our minds get involved, stories get created, compelling, convincing stories about what we should do next to get what we want. And then we can lose connection to that intuition again. Desire is a tricky thing. It's not a bad thing, right? It's natural. But it can lead us down the wrong road if we don't listen. So my practice lately in connecting to my intuition is to know that. That voice in my mind that's loud, that seems to know everything, that has strong opinions about what to do and when to do it, that's not my intuition. That's the filter. That's my brain. That's my mind. And it's useful, and I honor it, but I've learned to not listen to it. Not so quickly, anyway. When I have a desire, or there's a direction that I want to go in, My mind will generate all sorts of ideas about it. Some of them seem fabulous, brilliant in my own mind. But with with some wisdom in my back pocket, you know, from my life so far, I've learned. Quiet that up. Shush. Quiet. Watch your breath. Quiet that mind. Feel your... Feel your body. How's that belly doing? Is it loud? Is it talking? Feel the belly. And if the belly's talking, then I pay attention. If the belly is talking to me, I don't make any decisions. I don't move forward anymore. 
I wait. If I'm unsure, I wait. I pause. And if the belly's not talking so much, I get quiet and I say, okay. Is this, is this the right move? Is this the right path? Is this the right action? Then if so, make it obvious. I love that prayer. Make it obvious. <laughs> Let an opportunity show up. Let a sign show up. Let my body feel all in on a cellular level to a, to a particular direction. And this slows things down a bit. Decisions aren't made in a hasty way. Things aren't forced or pushed because I, I want something. It's a form of surrender, I believe. But then surrender is an entirely different subject matter that I want to talk about too, probably the next podcast. But at the end of the day, we must quiet the mind in order to have solid access to our intuition. And this is why a yoga practice is so brilliant. And you might have noticed that, you know, if you're, if you're a yoga practitioner or a meditation practitioner and you're listening, you might have noticed that since beginning the practice of yoga or meditation, your connection to your intuition is much more clear. It's more certain. Now, that doesn't mean you listen to it. Here's the trick, right? We often know what our intuition is saying to us, but our desires are so strong, we, we're literally caught in the wave of them and we go in that different direction. And that's cool. That's why we have free will. There's a lot of growth and a lot of learning and a lot of wisdom to be gained from making the wrong choice. There's no mistakes. There's no failure. It's just simply wisdom gained. And so don't kick yourself for not following your intuition. Never kick yourself for anything. Because we're all just doing our best. But ultimately, over time, we may get tired of those lessons especially if it's the same one over and over and over again. And we've all been in that position where we feel like this damn lesson won't freaking go away. This theme, man, why does it keep going? Why does it keep happening? If that's the case, step back. Ascertain what your intuition is saying to you. Feel it. It often comes in a form of knowing and the first step is trusting that knowing. Trust it. It's truer than your thoughts. It's realer than your thinking. And when we can really start to trust this intuition, this knowing, and 
base our actions on that information. Wow. Things get really magical. Things go a lot smoother, a little easier. That's not to say shit doesn't go wrong, because like we're on planet Earth, man. Shit goes wrong every day. But the psychological and emotional suffering is less. It just is. And so for those of you listening that are struggling with this, are struggling with how do I connect with my intuition, cultivate the practice of getting quiet. Cultivate the practice of being in the present moment. Cultivate the practice of presence. And it'll happen all by itself. The filter of the mind will just simply soften and allow more light to come through, more of your soul to shine through in your life. And this is, I believe, another reason why the more we are in the present moment, the more we practice yoga and meditation and these tools and techniques to ground us in the moment and remove us from the immersion of thinking, the more we do this, the happier we are. The more access we have to joy, the more access we have to compassion, empathy. Because the light of our soul is shining through this filter of our brains. It's not clogged up by thoughts and thinking and story. So quiet on down. Connect with your heart and the sensations in your body. And don't be shy to ask your body what it's trying to tell you. And get really quiet and trust the answers. They, answers come in different forms for different people. Some, some people that I know get images you see things. I'm not that person. I used to want to be that person. I used to think, oh my gosh, I totally want to see things. It doesn't, doesn't work like that for me. And it took me a long time to, to understand how my intuition and how my little superpowers, I guess, show up. And for me, it's just simple. It's just knowing. It's just a sense of I know this is the right thing to do. I can feel it in my body. My entire body is telling me this. It's open, it's soft, it's spacious. Or rather, conversely, my entire body is telling me no freaking way. My heart is pounding, my head is tight, my belly's hurting, my body feels like crap. That's clear. So learn to understand the sensations in your body by simply being quiet with them. 
I used to try and figure out the sensations in my body. I used to say, okay, my belly hurts and that's my third chakra. And clearly I'm giving away my power because my third chakra is the chakra of my power. And, and then I'd sort of go on and on and on into that story. And there's some truth to that, right? There's some truth to that for sure. But then the story got so drilled into my mind and was so very interesting that I wasn't listening. I was still immersed in thinking. And so stop thinking about it. Rest your mind. Get quiet. Feel your body in space. Feel the sensations in the body. Become really aware of that space in between the thoughts. Just hang out there. Hang out there as frequently as you can. And the more you do that, the more your intuition will become more obvious. The more the intuition will actually start to take the lead, if you will. We'll start to get into the driver's seat of our lives rather than our desires and our thinking. We can start to tip the scales. So you won't wonder how to access your intuition. It will be as obvious as the color of your eyes. You won't wonder. You'll know. And so, meditate. (laughs) It really is important. And there's so many different ways to do it. And if you'd like a couple of uh, meditation audios, just hit me up at alyssa at mindbodysoulyoga.com. I've got some beautiful ones. I'm actually really feeling called to create more and put them up on my website. But for now, until I get around to that, um, if you'd like a meditation, uh, a guided meditation, just email me and I'll send it to you. Alyssa at mindbodysoulyoga.com. Oh, and further, we've got teacher training coming up. So for those of you that listen, if you are in the Washington Heights or New York City area, I lead a teacher training through my studio with my co-teacher, Stacy Linden. Begins September 14th. It is a gorgeous training and we've got um, quite a few people signed up already and I'm starting to really see and feel the group forming and it's a magical mystical group it's going to be a really interesting really interesting year and so if you're thinking about it this is something that you've considered if you're interested in understanding how to teach yoga from from a spiritual perspective with a grounded technique Hit me up. I'd love for you to join us. And hey, you know, the early bird. The early bird rate's going to expire. October 17th, I think. So thanks for listening. I love y'all. Follow me on Instagram. Now I'm getting all promo-ish. Well, there you go. I hope you have an awesome day. Satnam. Namaste. Peace out.